This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3749 for Thursday, the 15th of December, 2022. Today's show is entitled, Making Your Own Parts. It is hosted by Delta Ray and is about 14 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is, 3D printers are useful for making your own custom parts, and I talk about the parts I've made. Hello everybody, I'm Delta Ray, and I'd like to talk about 3D printing. So I just printed a little uh, part that I needed uh, to hold up a homemade pop filter for a um, microphone arm that I have. So I, I just recently bought a, a new microphone and boom arm because I was going to do some podcasting and um, I found that I needed a pop filter, but I, I don't know, I thought, why spend 30 bucks when you can actually just use some pantyhose and a, uh, uh, a coat hanger and kind of fashion a pop filter? Um, but then how do I connect it to the actual boom arm? So this is where the 3D printing part came in. I thought I could take advantage of this little gap that's in between the hinge that the microphone goes into and the boom arm uh, attachment. There's like a gap and there's kind of like a, a curve, you know, where the, the screw uh, holds the, the microphone to the boom arm. And so what I did was basically just go into Blender, um, Blender 3D, and then, you know, started with a cube and then, um, well, first of all, I'll go back. So I had to I had to use some, uh, the first thing you want to do when you do this kind of thing is you need to be able to take accurate measurements. And what I use for this is a micrometer, a digital micrometer um, device, which you can find online or in, you know, like a, um, uh, probably in a hardware store uh, will, would carry them. But basically it's a way of uh being able to take exact measurements of something down to the hundredth of a millimeter. Um, it's basically just like has a little fine adjustment wheel. And so you can take like inside and outside measurements of, of areas. So basically I went in and I determined, you know, what the height and width uh, needed to be of the, of the uh, part overall. And then how far the the center of the um, the turning access for the microphone needed to be, and and so on. So once I once I had all those measurements, I went to Blender, started with just a cube, and um, and then worked from there. You know, Blender Blender isn't really known for its accuracy, like for being able to make CAD stuff. But if if you you know, if, if you try, you can actually uh, make something work. So uh, if you press like the N key in Blender, it'll bring out a little side info window um, and that will give you the ability to enter precise measurements. So uh, you can basically click on a point and then kind of give it the exact place where you want to go. Um, and one thing to keep in mind is that if you actually... Uh, scale anything or something like that you want to make sure that you apply all transformations to the object um, this is just something you have to do 
before you uh, save it and export it and try and export it into a 3D printer. Otherwise, you'll end up with something that's kind of uh, messed up. The, the dimensions will be kind of messed up. Anyways, uh, getting back to it. So um, to be able to cut complex parts, um, you know, to make complex parts, you don't necessarily have to do all the sophisticated modeling and, and stuff like that. What you can do is use Boolean operations um, to basically, you know, uh, start with a cube and then cut like a an arc out of it um, and then car cut like side notches and stuff out of it. Um, that way you can make a more sophisticated uh, object out of just simple shapes. And so that's what I did uh, to be able to make this little part. And it took a few iterations to get it right, but in the end I uh, wound up with something that works pretty well. And um, I'm going to have to put it up on Thingiverse or one of the 3D printing uh, sites um, so that, you know, to share it. And uh, yeah, so basically um, it's a little piece that goes in between, you know, the microphone and the boom arm attachment. Um, and then the coat hanger, there's a hole in the top of this little piece where the coat hanger fits inside the hole and then it just kind of sits there and holds the um, the pantyhose in front of the microphone and acts as a pop filter. So, I mean, this is one of the things I love about 3D printing. Uh, sure, you can make lots of cool little figures and, and there's lots of stuff available online, but if you need to make something that's like a one-off, um, you have some kind of need and you want to make something of your own that's unique uh, or uh, you need to replace a part that you can't get or something like that, uh, 3D printing is something that you should look into um, for being able to solve those kind of issues. Uh, one of the first uses I had uh, for my 3D printer, uh, that I, I've only had a 3D printer for two years, but um, one of the first things I did was we have a refrigerator um, of course, everybody has a refrigerator, right? But uh, we had a refrigerator that has like shelves that tilt up and stuff. And so there's these brackets that, you know, allow the shelves to be tilted up. And one of them broke. I can't even remember when, probably like four years ago or whatever. So um, we've been without this bracket for a while. And online, this you know, this bracket sells for like thirty or forty bucks or something like that, just for like a little plastic piece, because um, you know it's unique and they know that they they've got you. But um, I thought, well, why don't I try to actually make a part and print out on the three D printer, and you know, kind of uh, practice my skills. So I mean, I didn't. I've used a CAD program before. Um, but this was really the first time I really tried using FreeCAD. Uh, FreeCAD is a um, CAD software that is available for Linux and open source platforms as well as Windows and Mac. Um, but uh, I, so I went through some tutorials, learned how to use FreeCAD, and then uh, basically used a pair of micrometers uh, like I did with, with this piece that I just made uh, to measure out all the uh, pieces of uh, the the bracket that was still intact. So basically, I had to take out the shelf, take out the 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 bracket that wasn't broken, and then measure that 
and kind of you know draw out the measurements and stuff like that and then reproduce it inside of FreeCAD and once I had that inside FreeCAD I could just um, export it and then import it into the 3D printer slicing software um, and then print it out so the you know sure it took me hours to actually make the part but I gained some experience using FreeCAD so that the next time I need to do this kind of thing it, it won't take as long um, and I could probably make something more complicated. Um, and that has happened, you know, since I, since I did this two years ago, I've used FreeCAD more, t you know, several times, um, to make custom parts and stuff. And it's not too hard. Um, and you know, you can use Blender for the same thing. Uh, the reason why you might use FreeCAD instead of, uh, Blender is to get more accurate measurements and to be able to go back and adjust those measurements later a little bit easier. With Blender, um, you wind up with objects that when you apply like modifications, you can't undo that. Um, but with FreeCAD, you can kind of go back and, and you can adjust measurements uh, if you need to. So that's kind of the major difference between those two programs uh, in terms of 3D printing. Um, but they both have their strengths. Like if you want to make sculpts or something like that, then Blender is, is a thing to use. You wouldn't use FreeCAD for something like that. Um, and another thing, uh, another, you know, custom part I made was I was, I have like my own green screen for like zoom meetings and stuff like that. And I've, I had these uh, um, lights that I would put up behind uh, that would actually light up in the video, and um, but they would be attached to my green screen. And so the way I have my green screen set up is I, I just, you know, I, I do everything kind of custom and, and on my own. I just have like a, um, a couple of boards that I set up that... Uh, basically rest on a shelf and then I made a special uh, pole that actually holds up the board and so I wanted to be able to hang stuff off this off this board uh, these clips for these lights and so I made custom clips that actually kind of wrapped around the board and came down and had a hook that I could uh, put these lights onto and so that was you know another example of where I was uh, making custom print, you know, custom objects uh, for a specific purpose. Um, but, you know, you're, you're making stuff that you would never find in a store because they'd never manufacture something like that because it's a one-off thing, right? Um, maybe, you know, maybe this uh, pop filter mic holder could be useful for a lot of people because uh, I'm not the only one with this microphone, this boom arm. Um, and actually, it's not even... The boom arm itself it's uh it the whole the the part that i made goes with mostly with the microphone and the microphone adapter um so anybody with that microphone uh it would work for for those people so um another thing that i made was a uh i have a adafruit um macro pad uh which is basically this um, 12 key, um, RGB key 
uh, macro pad that's programmable and you can make it do whatever and it just um, acts like a little keyboard and also has a rotary encoder um, and push button rotary encoder and a, um, a little LCD uh, screen on it. But the thing is, is that uh, the way these things are sold, um, they lay flat and uh, if I just have them have it up on my desk, I can't see the screen. You know, so what I did was I, I made a, uh, a custom um, holder for the macro pad that tilts it up at like a, you know, 35 to 40 degree angle. I can't remember what exactly, but um, I, I did this in FreeCAD. So, you know, the angle would be easy, easy to see and, and customize if I wanted to. Um, and so I was able to make a macro pad uh, holder that actually tilted it up and then on the bottom of it, uh, I could just, you know, find some uh, rubber feet to put on the bottom to kind of keep it in place. Another option is to use like hot glue and run the hot glue around uh, the bottom uh, to kind of, so that it kind of stays in place when you when you press on the keys, and it works pretty well. Um, so you know that's another example of of where you can use uh, custom parts. If if you look online at websites like Thingiverse. Um, you'll find that people have actually made lots of custom parts and custom tools and stuff like that. Uh, one of them that I saw that I, I don't think I've ever seen in a hardware store was a, um, uh, maybe they make them, but it's a uh, drill hole dust catcher. And basically it was, it was a way of uh, lining up your drill hole when you need to like drill into a wall or something like that and it had a little tray that was underneath it that was attached to this drill hole alignment system uh, that would catch the dust as you drilled into the into the wall and I thought it was pretty clever um, and there's all kinds of stuff like that online so I'd encourage you to you know if you have a 3d printer uh, uh, to try your hand at making some kind of custom part uh, for your own needs um, because I, I think that that's one of the big strengths of 3D printing and uh, if you don't have a 3D printer uh, you know you might take a look at the options out there uh, if you have some kind if you've ever wanted to be able to make like you know some custom thing for yourself then uh, 3D printing is the way to go they've become pretty cheap and uh, it's not too hard to get into uh, just takes some practice at the beginning to get used to uh, how to do things, and and uh, you'll have some failures and everything. But in the end, you'll you'll get better at, it and and uh, things will work out. So good luck, thanks, and see you next time. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, you click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.